French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live here on KLEB. Casey Jiskler here. Hope you guys are having a wonderful start to your day. We've got a fun show coming up. Uh, So as we often say, you know, if you're at work, you're sitting at the desk, go get you a cup of coffee, get you a Sprite out the refrigerator, put that spreadsheet away for just a couple of minutes. Don't tell your boss you're doing that. Put the spreadsheet away for a couple of minutes. And enjoy some time with us here on Play by Play. We have got a fun show coming your way. Darian Jenkins, South Lafouche girls basketball coaches, joining us in the next segment of the show at 11.45. Then we've got Chris Duga, former Thibodeau High School football coach, who will be joining us at noon. I know where he is now. I know what his new position is. I'm not going to tell you right now. I'm going to let him tell you guys where he's going to be coaching next season. We'll have Coach Chris Duga on at noon to detail his plans for the future. Then we've got to talk some NFL. Let me get this out of the way. Back up, lower your volume on your speakers, because I'm about to yell. One, two, three. How about them Cowboys? My Cowboys get a win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last night. Big one. Everything went right except for the kicker, but that's okay. Cowboys move on, punch a ticket to the next round. They beat Tampa I'll tell you about that matchup and why that matchup last night with the Cowboys beating Tampa should have been a very depressing moment for a New Orleans Saints fan. And I'll elaborate in the second hour of the show. We may also talk some college basketball, some NBA. Who knows what we're going to get into before the show wraps up today. Um, Tonight, Coach Kale and I are going to be at Golden Meadow Middle School. They're going to be taking on Vanderbilt. Um... That was supposed to be a girl-boy doubleheader. Vanderbilt's girls apparently have backed out of the game uh, with some injury issues, whatever it may be. So we are going to just broadcast the boys game tonight from Golden Meadow, just the boys, as the Lions will try to get in the winner's circle against the Terriers. Tomorrow we've got LCO and Oaklawn. As far as I know, that's a girl-boy doubleheader, and you'll be able to listen to both on KLB, watch both, uh, watch both on Bayou Sports. And we cannot wait to uh, be present for all of those activities. Last night, the girls' basketball scoreboard was a little bit bare. There was not a whole lot of action. But what there was, we'll tell you about. East St. John gets a 54-52 to win against Alexandria at the Walker Tournament. Great win for East St. John. <clears throat> getting an MLK Day win over a quality opponent. Vanderbilt was scheduled to play St. Thomas Moore. Bummer, bummer. That game was canceled. We were actually supposed to broadcast that game. Uh, over on the video side, and that one got washed away. Um, so let's see. We also had Berwick and Westminster Christian and Lafayette. That was canceled, um, and that wraps up the girls' scoreboard. It was light. I mean, understandably so. A, there's really not a lot of games on Monday anyway to begin with. B, with it being the holiday, a lot of the teams took the day off. 
On the boys' basketball side of things, we had Barb get a win over Sam Houston, 55-30. to Why am I telling you a Barb score? Terrebonne played Barb, so that's a plus one for the Terrebonne Tigers. Southside defeats Landry, 58-52. to Why am I telling you about a Southside score? Well, South Lafouche beat them, and a couple of other local teams played them over at the Thibodeau Tournament, so that's a plus one for everyone who has played Southside this season. Covington was scheduled to play Fountain Blue, and that game was canceled. Covington had played Central Lafouche earlier in the year. A game that you were able to hear right here on KLEB. South Lafouche gets a 64-60 win over Central Catholic of Morgan City. Um, I'll elaborate on my thoughts on that one in just a second as I finish wrapping up the scoreboard. Eleanor was supposed to play Bogalusa. That one got canceled, and then that wraps up the local scoreboard. Tonight, we've got some very interesting, some very intriguing matchups and I'll tell you about them in just a second let me pull this up here we've got um tonight we've got uh it's Vanderbilt and Golden Medal on the middle school side Thibodeau will be traveling to take on Central Lafouche you've got East St. John traveling to take on Terrebonne those are girl boy double headers by the way was your district play Hanville traveling to take on HL Bourgeois and then you got CCA and Homa Christian School so those will all be some big-time, fun matchups. Destrahan is, is the team that's out of district play in our local 5A district. They're taking on Frederick Douglass. Um, Thibodeau and Central. Can Thibodeau score enough to keep up with Central? <clears throat> That'll be the big challenge. East St. John and Terrebonne. Can, um, can Terrebonne keep their focus for the full 32 minutes, man? Like, talent's not an issue there. It's not an issue. Uh, they've got to they've keep pulling in the right direction. Uh, so, you know, Terrebonne, they, that's a big one for them. They got to bounce back. They had a tough loss the other day. They got to bounce back. Hanville and HL Bourgeois. Hanville's going to be favored in both of those games tonight by a lot. Um, you know, they're decisively the favorite. But Bourgeois has played good basketball as of late, and I'm curious, and I just get the feeling that Bourgeois is going to play them closer than what maybe some of the quote-unquote experts may think. CCA and Homa Christian. Homa Christian's going to be favored. Homa Christian should get another win there. And that one, CCA, is a little bit uh, behind the eight ball, a little bit behind the curb there. So let's talk about last night's matchup. South Lafouche took on Central Catholic of Morgan City, a game that you were able to hear right here on KLEB. Um, <clears throat> that was an interesting game last night. South Lafouche started behind by a lot. Like, they were trailing by 14 at one point in the second quarter. And slowly chipped away, chipped away, chipped away, eventually took the lead, then eventually took like a 10-point lead. It was a huge swing, big swing of momentum. Then Central Catholic, with like half their team fouled out, fought back, and, and they got back in it, and it led for a really close, really competitive finish. A couple of things. The first one is that man-on-man... There's no one in the area that could guard Brandon Daniels. He was he was unbelievably good. He was just crazy good last night. 32 points. They're cheating defense over. They're shading guys. They're shading help. Um, couldn't stop him. On the ball, if you if you're, it's one-on-one, he's going to win that matchup. If it's at the rim, he's going to win that matchup. On the glass, he's going to win that matchup. He is such a weapon. He's such a cheat code. He is such an unbelievably gifted player. That's the first thing. The second thing is that they got some calls last night, too. <laughs> you know, if we want to be willing to complain when we feel like they're not getting a few, they got more than their share of a few last night. 
They got a very friendly whistle last night, took full advantage of it, made a lot of shots at the free throw line, converted, took advantage of the free stuff, and allowed them to retake the lead and then hold on to the lead. The third thing is that I think Coach Brody's starting to find some depth. At the beginning of the season, he's playing five, six guys, really didn't trust his bench a whole lot. I'm looking at dudes like Bryce Adams, who I think is playing really well. I'm looking at dudes like Titan Alamo, who made some big free throws. Uh, we know Jarvis, he's been in the lineup all year, but he was excellent last night. Kali stepped up big last night. Again, that's a regular player, but they're starting to build some depth. Carter Bro played a little bit last night. Austin LaFall has kind of been in and out lately. He's been fighting some sickness, but he's he was back last night. <clears throat> so now you're looking at a situation where you don't have to play, you know, just five. I mean, last night you were without two starters. Nicholas Coleman and Jacob Kiro are both out of the lineup, and you come back from 14 down and get a win. That's a character-building win. And on the other side of the coin, I'm telling you, bro, Central Catholic's good, man. They are good. I love the pace that they play with. I love the tempo that they play with. Uh, Benjamin Casey, I mean, he shoots the ball from wherever, and it doesn't matter. To, like He shoots it with confidence from wherever. That team's not finished winning. That team's going to get into district and win a ton of games. So for South Lafouche, that then becomes a huge win because you defeated a team that I think is going to win 20 games. That could potentially catapult you into the playoffs uh, because you were sitting on that bubble. You moved up a few spots, but that's going to be a huge win over the long haul, beating a really good Central Catholic team. And I think Central Catholic last night learned, hey, man, like when we just calm down and just play basketball, we could roll. They had three starters out last night, fouled out. One ejected because of technical fouls, two fouled out. And they were down 10, and like we're all thinking, okay, they're about to lose by 20. <clears throat> nope, just calmly chipped away, stayed poised. And when they play with that poise, they're good, man. Like I think at times it gets a little too emotional, or at least last night. I'm, I'm judging the team based on what I saw in one game. At times last night, it got too emotional. When they just stay settled, when they just say poise, they're going to be tough to beat, especially in 1A. So kudos to Coach Case and that crew. The Case brothers do an excellent job. We love watching them, and we're wishing them well the rest of the year. Let's catch a break when we get back. We're going to be chatting with Darian Jenkins, South Foos Girls Basketball. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third-grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start and the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your State Farm agent has your back, too. Your good times and the not-so-good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. It's Mike to tell you for Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Listen up. That's what we did at Gravely. We listened to lawn professionals. Then we brought the professional performance home. Gravely residential zero-turn mowers show the neighborhood that you mean business. Zero turns that are as tough as nails operate a comfort beyond compare. We've had 100 years of professional advice to perfect cutting performance. Just drop the deck, put the neighbors on notice. Gravely, driven from within. At Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Locations in Homa, LaRoe, and Thibodeau. 
Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our skeeter beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. Tri-Parish Police Supplies is a top-of-the-line police, fire, and EMS supply store, as well as a great source for tactical and home defense needs. Tri-Parish Police Supplies is open to the public Monday through Friday, 9 till 5, and on Saturdays, 10 till 2. So stop in at Tri-Parish Police Supplies on Highway 311 today. For more info, call 985-873-9989. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. We go to the phone lines for the first time today, and we go to South Lafouche Girls basketball coach, Coach Darian Jenkins, who's on the line. Coach D, good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are y'all? Doing just fine. It's another wonderful day for some basketball, and your team is going to be taking the floor again with another opportunity facing Bonneville. Coach, what do you know about the Bruins, and what are some things you guys are going to try to do to combat them and get in the winner's circle tonight? Um, looking at their record, they're pretty decent. Uh, they have a nice record. But, I mean, I've looked at teams that they've played, and, I mean, they've lost to teams that we've lost to. And um, they actually lost to Carver, who we actually beat twice. So, I mean, it was a pretty close game for them as it was for us as well. So, hopefully tonight we can pull off a win. But I think it's going to be a close, good game for us. Um, If we could pull off that win, that that would definitely help us out going into district on Friday. So, we're excited, and I think our girls are ready for tonight. Coach, uh, you guys took on Ellender on Friday night. That was a game that you were able, or people were able to hear right here on on KLEB. And I thought that it was an interesting game in that I thought at times you all showed, hey, like when we play well, we could be really damn good. For a quarter and a half, y'all were running some stuff and taking it to them and protecting the ball, getting up good shots. And then it just kind of snowballed a little bit. And then it, you know, came back to you know the question that I'm gonna ask is where. You know, the youth, it just was not a consistent 32-minute effort. How do you get them to understand that, hey, that way that we played in those first quarter and a half, that's got to be sustained for the entire game 
Because when there's any type of lull, the game flips on you. Right, and I explained that to the girls before the game, like just letting them know, like if we can play our best ball and play our competitive teamwork um, out on the floor like we did in that first half, it would be a close game, and hopefully we could have, I mean, I wish we could have put off the win at the end, but I mean, our girls getting in foul trouble from jump really uh, hurt us a lot. I mean, coming back from the third quarter, Ellie was in foul trouble, Gabby was in foul trouble, most of our starters looking at it was in foul trouble, so... I mean, we had to watch fouls, and from there, like, tr- I mean, having to play softer than we're used to kind of hurt us. And uh, we got some younger girls in there, but, I mean, the vibe just wasn't there in the second half. In the first half, it was great. So if we could just learn from that, because we have them again this Friday. So if we can learn to keep it how it was in that first half of that game for the whole 32 minutes, I mean, we have it. And I think just getting that glimpse, seeing that we actually had it in the first two quarters. Like, we were there. The points were in our favor, so if the girls can just keep that in their mind going into this game on Friday, I think it would be a, it's going to be a different turnout for sure. Tell me about that. Um, Biz, you touched on something that was a really big point in the game, is that you're right, fouls were a big issue, and defending without fouling was a big issue. And one of the things that, that you know Brian and Taylor were talking about on the broadcast, and you know I certainly agreed, is that it, your, your ladies got to be more willing to defend before the initial move, you know, slide your feet a little better. They were kind of getting reachy and kind of getting handsy, whereas if you position your body better, you're not going to commit some of those fouls. So how do you get them to anticipate that better and, 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 you know, move their bodies better so that they're in better position and don't have to foul? Right, and that's where most of our fouls came from was them getting beat off the dribble and then trying to come in to get their player back because we were in a man, so to come back and help out and they would just reach in and that would give them the fouls. But I've been telling them from the beginning of the year, like, you got to respect your opponent. Not saying that your opponent's better than you, but you need to know who you're playing against. I mean, um, Minnie, just looking at Minnie, she's a great player all the way around, and she's fast. She's the fastest girl probably down here that we have. So knowing that you're playing against Minnie, you know you need at least arm's length or more instead of getting close. So I try to tell the girls that, and hopefully from that game that they actually seen it, whenever you play too close, it's too easy to get beat that you need to respect your opponent know how close or how far away you can play so that you don't get beat off the dribble and if you do get beat off the dribble to teach those girls to get back and cut them off instead of reaching in with an arm or um, getting them with the hip and getting the blocking call to actually get in front early enough to where we don't cause those silly fouls at the beginning of the game Sitting at number 32 right now you got a catapult up to 28 to get in it almost feels like a situation coach where the playoffs are kind of starting right now for your team and that it's time to get hot, it's time to get some wins and try to, you know, try to leverage yourself to climb those spots that you need to get in. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, last week we were sitting at 29, I want to say, so we were right there. And then from losing these past two games, it kind of dropped us. But hopefully it gives the girls the motivation to go in and play harder um, now that district's here because, I mean, this is it. This is the end of the season. I mean, you either want it or you don't. So, we got to leave everything out on the floor for all 32 minutes and have every single girl that's on the court at one time working together as a team. Going to be uh, playing on your home away from home floor against Ellender on Friday at Central Lafouge, but I am hearing, and I hope I'm not jinxing anything, and I hope I'm not speaking out of turn, but I'm hearing that it looks really good for the possibility of some home games in the tank at the end of the season. I know you've been waiting. You've never had one as the head coach. Fingers crossed, uh, toes crossed, whatever we got across, it sounds like we may be able to get back home here pretty soon. 
Yep, I think so too. Uh, yesterday we had practice, and when I pulled up, they had a few different trucks I'm not used to seeing at school. So that's the first thing I went to do when I got inside. I looked through the uh, windows of the gym doors, and sure enough, they have some equipment being set up for the bleachers. So hopefully it doesn't take too long for them to get those in, and we can have at least one game. I just want one for the season, at least one game on our home court. It would be great. You know, going out to the city today, taking on Bonneville, you said it's a team that if you look at common opponents and stuff, it looks good and looks like a pretty good matchup for you all. Um, but going on the city, facing, you know, that long bus ride and facing, you know, a city school, they're going to probably be a little more physical and a different referee association. There's a lot to adjust to. What do you tell the kids to make sure that they're ready for what's going to be coming up ahead? Um, I really just tell them to be ready for anything. And I mean, just that we've had so many away games this season, they know what to expect. Um, they know that the referees are different than we're used to down here for sure. And they know it's going to be any time that we go away or we travel close to New Orleans or anywhere around there, we know it's going to be physical. So I just let the girls know, like, no matter what, play your game. Um, don't let them run the game. So if they're going fast and we need to slow it down, we need to run Lady Tarpon basketball. It. We need to slow the pace down of the game and just run with how we know how to play so that hopefully we can pull off the win in the end. So, and if anything ever gets out of hand, I just tell them not to play into it. Just walk away, do what you got to do, things like that. But um, watching film on them, they are pretty decent. They play uh, in a 2-3 zone for most of the game in the film that I've seen from them. And hopefully we can put some pressure on them tonight because uh, they kind of struggled a little bit in the game that I watched with uh, getting the ball down the court. So hopefully if we start off with some pressure from the beginning, we can get them in trouble. Hopefully that helps us out tonight. Good stuff. Uh, Coach, your younger teams are continuing to do well. I saw Junior Varsity got a victory over the weekend. That was promising. Uh, we're doing a lot of middle school basketball. There are three teams right now tied for first place. Golden Meadow and LCO are two of the three, so that's great news too. I know we've chatted about this before in some of your previous interviews. It may be a little bit of a slumping year, but I don't think that's going to last for long. you got a lot of talent that's there that's younger, and you got a lot of talent that's coming in that's going to be wearing blue soon. There's a lot of girls that are playing basketball in this bayou right now. Oh, for sure, and it's super exciting to see. I mean, I've been following y'all stories on Facebook and just seeing how well the girls are doing down here and just knowing that they're coming to me either next year or in the next few years. It gets me super excited. Um, hopefully I can go out and watch a Golden Meadow or LCO game coming up soon. We just always seem to have games on the same night, but hopefully I can get in the gym and check out what those younger girls are putting on the court. Good stuff. Coach, thanks so much for the time. Good luck tonight. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yep, there's Coach Darian Jenkins doing an excellent job. They have a big one today against Bonneville. That's a big game. If they want to make the playoffs, that's a must-win game, and I'll tell you why. <clears throat> I don't think Bonneville's very good. Um, but they have scheduled very advantageously. They've won 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 games. Beating up on Patsy's, West St. John, and you know Higgins and Lutcher, like they're beating up some teams that are not good, and getting a bunch of wins. They've got a great record as a result. You beat an 11-win team, that that ain't bad work. You'll be in a good spot. So that's a big one going on the road. The Lady Tarpons have to have that one. And looking at Bonneville's schedule coming home, they may not be finished winning because they've still got some very winnable games left on their schedule, so you could potentially beat a team that's going to win 15, 16 games, get yourself an opportunity to maybe advance your playoff positioning. Let's catch a break. When we get back out of the break, we're going to go to Chris Duga, former Thibodeau High School head football coach, 
He's got a new opportunity, and we'll tell you exactly where he's going to coach next year in the next segment of the show. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this quick timeout. Do you want a free easy-go golf cart? Golden Motors has given you a chance to win a new golf cart. All you have to do is buy a new or pre-owned vehicle to get your chance to put your name into a drawing. During the months of November through January 31st, buy your next car, truck, or SUV and get your chance to win. See our collections of Chevy Silverados, Equinox, and Trailblazers arriving daily. Golden Motors, where price is priority. On Highway 3235 and cut off, Chevy, find new roads. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients, offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets with cages and certified safety slings for easy maneuvering. Also, holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Visit Joe's Septic at viscom.net. When you you're shopping at Rouse's Markets this time of year and you walk past the bakery, it smells so good. That warm smell of gourmet cinnamon dough is Rouse's Markets King Cake Dough. Rouse's Markets bakes their king cakes fresh throughout the day. The whole bakery just smells like Mardi Gras. Get your Rouse's Markets King Cake in store or ship anywhere in the continental U.S. at Rouse's.com. There are so many flavors to choose from. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Welcome back to Play by Play. It is our lunchtime hour officially. It is 12 o'clock. If you are driving around looking for a bite to eat, may it be served hot and fresh and may it be absolutely delicious. Hope you guys are safe on the roads during this 12 to 1 o'clock hour. We go to the phone lines for our next call-in guest, which is going to be former Thibodeau High School head football coach Chris Duga, who's on the line. I haven't told them yet where you are now, coach, so I'm going to let you spill the beans. Where are you coaching in the future, Coach Duga? 
I'm over in Matthews at Central Lafourche High School, uh, home of the Trojans. Very nice. So congratulations on that. You are now at Central Lafourche. What's going to be your responsibility there with the Trojans? Uh, Coach Vidros brought me on as the offensive coordinator and uh, to coach the quarterbacks, and uh, I'll be an assistant track coach in the spring working with the throwers, pretty much the uh, same role in track that I had at Thibodeau. Beautiful. We're so happy for you, man. Uh, I know that that has to be something that you're looking forward to, working with the Trojans team and the Trojans offense that, look, was very young. I mean, you guys are going to have a lot of pieces back off of a young offense that had gotten better. Um, we often said last year, hey, the Trojans were a year away. Well, now that one year has passed, and I think it's going to be a good season for you all. Talk about the the challenges that lie ahead out in Matthews. Well, uh, you know, the last few years up until last year, they, you know, Central had struggled a little bit, and then Pop came in last year, Coach B. Dross, and uh, did some different things. And, you know, I kind of, you know, from an outsider looking in last year, I thought those guys had kind of turned the corner. Uh, they played a lot of close games. Uh, they won a couple of games, and uh, they were extremely young, like you said. Uh, they had over 40 freshmen. A good freshman team was the only freshman team that beat us at Thibodeau. I mean, we, uh, we lost one game, and it was to Central. So uh, a bright future for sure. A uh, good-looking bunch of sophomores that played a lot last year. Uh, a good supporting cast from the juniors, too. I think, I think they got some good kids coming back, and uh, I'm excited. You know, I, I see a lot of linemen, which, uh, you know, that's always a welcome sight when you got offensive linemen and defensive linemen. So you can always build from there and uh, create your team from the ground up. Offensively, tell us a little bit about some of the things y'all are going to look to get accomplished. Last year was a lot of under center, power sets, running the ball, getting the ball to Raymond. I know historically you're more of a spread out shotgun. You don't run the ball a lot too, but maybe from some different formations. What are some things you guys are going to look to get accomplished next fall in Matthews offensively? Uh, you know, in the spring, we're going to work on our base packages, which will be, uh, you know, our regular uh, three wide, one tight end personnel. Uh, you know, I've, I've been a four wide guy the last few years at Thibodeau is just because we didn't have that tight end guy. If you go back and kind of look in the Peyton Baldelaire area at that time, we always had a tight end in the field. And I think at Central LaFouche, there's a plethora of tight ends. This is just one position that I think is going to be really rich over here with some good talent. So I'm hoping to utilize uh, some one, two, even three tight end sets with those guys. Working out of the gun, but uh, you know, still uh, focusing on running the football because I think over here you can be really successful if you can run the football and play good defense. So uh, I know Coach Vidros is a defensive guru. That's that's his side of the ball, and hopefully I can uh, you know I can help him out and uh, get something going on the offensive side over here. Man, is it a little bit of a relief in that? Like at Thibodeau, I know, I know at times you were doing just about everything, calling defense, calling offense, you know, filling up the water cups, just about everything. You had a stretch there. Now to be able to just focus on, hey, let's go score some points, let's work on these quarterbacks, like, like let's get this offense rolling, there's a whole lot less on your plate, man. Talk about that. Yeah, it's going to be a welcome change of gear. Uh, you know, I've, I've been at this for a long time, 20-plus years. I think this is year 24, so uh, – you know, it's been a long time for me, 12 years as a head coach. And, you know, I think it's going to be nice going back to uh, just coordinating the offensive side of the ball and being able to spend more time with those guys and film and breaking down film and teaching more technique. And, uh, you know, I'm excited about it. I'm excited to work with the QBs over here. I think the kids are excited. I've met some, you know, I haven't met all of the kids yet. I've only been here for about a week. And last, last week was kind of cut short with some things. So, 
Uh, but I've gotten I've gotten to meet quite a few of the kids, and I'm excited. And I think they're excited, and I, I think they're hungry for a winner. And you know, and, and like I said, Coach Vidros took a took a step in the right direction, and I think uh, you know we, we're going to take another step forward, hopefully, in the spring, and, and work towards uh, putting a, a good product on the field. And I I believe we we definitely have the talent and the kids to do it. Do you ever catch yourself like walking around the hall in the middle, of, like let's say third period, and you look down, and you're wearing green and goes like, what, "What's this? What?" Like, I'm sure it's got to be such a, like you've been at Thibodeau for such a long time to now be at the rival school just down the road. I mean, sure, it's got to be a little bit different at times. I'm sure there are moments like, "I'm where? What?" Yeah, it feels different, you know. And and I'm still learning the lay of the land and the, you know the uh, the setup of the school and stuff like that. You know, I'm teaching the regular PEs over here, which is a difference for me. I was always in the weight room with the athletic guys. So I see different kids every day. But, you know, I, I think it's a good thing, too, because now you get to see some of those kids that maybe weren't out for football, and, and you can do some recruiting in the gym, you know. So that's what I'm trying to do. I'm looking around for big kids. I'm looking around for athletes in my classes and hopefully recruit a few more kids out there, uh, you know, to give us a few more numbers. I, I really think our numbers are going to be good. Coach uh, Vidros is really excited about the freshmen coming back and, and and the sophomore class. So I think we'll have a big sophomore and junior class, and we'll have a good group of seniors also. And he, he's excited about the eighth graders coming in. I know uh, Lockport and Raceland and Bayou Blue all had some good athletes uh, coming in, you know, this way, hopefully next year, that are eighth graders right now. So I think we're a program on the rise. I think it's, it's one of those things where, you know, Central went through a rough cycle, and I think now we're getting ready to hit the right cycle. Yeah, and I agree with that 100%. I watched a lot of middle school ball. They have some talent coming up for sure, man. Um, talk me through this. I, I thought you did an excellent job at Thibodeau, and I'm not just saying that because you're on with me. I said it, you know, throughout the entire time that you were, you know, trying to find work, and when the news came out that you would, you'd no longer be there. Tell me about your tenure as a whole, man. I think you left it better than what you took it, and I think that that's always the goal. Obviously, they decided that they wanted to go in a different direction. What were your thoughts as you were departing Thibodeau? I mean, it's always hard. You know, you, you grow attached to the, to the kids that you coach. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's a place that was home for a long time. You know, not only the 12 years as a head coach, but previous to that, I spent five years there as an offensive coordinator before I went over to Terrebonne. So uh, it's a place that, that, that's always been home. It was my alma mater. I, I, you know, I didn't live very far away. You know, I was rooted in the community. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's never easy leaving a place like that. But, uh Right now, I'm just excited for a new beginning over here. You know, uh, I wish Thibodeau well, and I, I wish him the best in the future, but I don't wish him the best in week eight. <laughs> right. Tell me about that, and, and, and we could have Coach Pop on to talk about some of this too. Do you guys know who you're going to be playing in non-district yet? I know some of those decisions are still being made. Last year, it was a brutal non-district cycle. They played John Curtis to open. Do you guys know what the non-district schedule is going to be yet? Yeah, I think everything's still the same. Uh, it, it was a two-year contract. We still got the mighty Curtis, uh, on the, on the, on the agenda first kicking it off. But, you know, we just gotta, we just gotta do a better job than what we did last year. We just gotta play a little better. That's all. We know it's going to be a challenge. We know it's going to be an uphill battle, but we just got to go out there and battle. And then Vanderbilt, uh, South Lafouche and Franklin are the other non-district, uh, games, which I think are all winnable games for us. You know, we just gotta, uh, stay the course and, and keep getting better every day and, you know, preach teamwork and preach family. And, uh, you know, I think, like I said, I think Coach Vidros has done a great job of getting all that going. You know, we just got to pick up the ball and run with it and, uh, you know, start by having a great spring coming up. Siantre Raymond is one amazing player, and he's coming back, and he was outstanding last season. Had some highlight runs, and 
the things that he does well, you know, the the headlines go to the 50, 60 yard touchdown runs. I was most impressed in the couple times that I saw him is whenever he stopped in the backfield and he will just kind of keep the legs moving, churn and get three, four yards. That keeps you ahead of the chains. That allows you to stay on schedule offensively. That's a big weapon, and I'm sure you guys are going to be planning for how to keep that big weapon running that football 20, 25 times a game. Absolutely. I mean, our entire game plan, basically, at Thibodeau last year, was to stop him. You know, um, he was the guy. You know, it was kind of like when you watched the Tennessee Titans play, and it's Derrick Henry, and it's Derrick Henry, and it's Derrick Henry. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was Raymond last year. It was Raymond, 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 and they just fed him the football, and, you know, Basically, our entire game plan was we got to slow this kid down. If we don't slow this kid down, they're going to hold on to the ball the entire game, and we're never going to get the ball. And we were just able to play good defense in that game, and uh, we got a couple of turnovers that went in our favor, and we were able to score quick. You know, Demarcus and Ian were 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 hitting that stride around that time of year. You know, they were playing their best football. So, uh, you know, we fortunately played a pretty good game against them last year, but. Like I said, man, he's he's a workhorse. He's 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 a guy that reminds me of Derrick Henry. He's just one of those guys that can, you know, carry it numerous times, and he, and he looks like he never gets tired. Never puts his hands on his hips. Yeah, no doubt. Well, look, my friend, we thank you so much for the time. Congratulations to you, man. I know that you're gonna make that program better, and that program has made some big strides. Uh, we're happy for you, brother. And uh, if you need anything, let us know, man. Give us a shout. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yep, that is Coach Chris Dugan, now the offensive coordinator at Central Lafouche. Tell you something, that is a grand slam home run hire. That is an excellent job by Coach Shelly Vedros, Coach Pop out there at Central Lafouche, because you're getting a dude who's got experience as a head coach, successful experience as a head coach, mind you, because they were in the playoffs more than they were. And, and he knows the area. <clears throat> he knows the other teams in the district. He knows Central Lafouche because he scouted against them for several years. That's that's a good hire. That's a really good hire. And that makes Central Lafouche a better team going forward, having him there. And they're now kind of coming out of it. Look, we've, we've talked about this, right? They were in kind of a dark athletic cycle where they really weren't all that good in just about everything. You know, basketball was struggling, football was struggling, baseball was struggling. <clears throat> Coaching turnover was a big part of that. But also a lack of like a down athletic cycle was a big part of that. They were playing a lot of freshmen, a lot of sophomores at all the varsity levels amongst all the sports. Now those kids are becoming sophomores and juniors and are becoming juniors and seniors and are just kind of quietly creeping their way through the eligibility. I think baseball is going to be better. We certainly see boys and girls basketball is better. I think football is going to take a leap forward. Now they've got a tough schedule to navigate through. I asked kind of a dumb question there about the non-district schedule. I thought it was the second year of, a, of the scheduling cycle. It is not. Um, so they'll have to navigate through a tough challenge on the schedule front of things, <clears throat> but I think they'll be better. I think that they'll be better, and I think that they'll be better for the next couple of years as I think that it'll continue to trend in the right direction as they build that stability, as they continue to get things rolling there. I think Central Lafouche is a place where we're going to start seeing some success athletically in a big way. Uh, basketball-wise, oh, my God. You go watch Raceland Middle play. You go watch Lockport girls. Like You know there's talent coming up. Those same kids also play football are going to make a big impact. It's play-by-play on KLEB. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we got to talk about the NFL playoffs. My Dallas Cowboys get a win, and I'll tell you why. Watching last night, I was happy for Dallas, yes, but I was also a little depressed for the Saints. It's play-by-play on KLEB.
You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The music on the bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. The music on the bayou, the Raging Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional, serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. It's Mike to tell you for Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Listen up. That's what we did at Gravely. We listened to lawn professionals. Then we brought the professional performance home. Gravely residential zero-turn mowers show the neighborhood that you mean business. Zero turns that are as tough as nails operate a comfort beyond compare. We've had 100 years of professional advice to perfect cutting performance. Just drop the deck, put the neighbors on notice. Gravely, driven from within. At Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Locations in Homa, LaRoe. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Baby, you a song. You make me want to roll my windows down and cruise. Hey, baby. <laughs> yeah, when I first saw that bikini top on her, she's popping right out of the sun. Some NFL news to talk about. The Chargers have fired their offensive coordinator, Joe Lombardi, and quarterbacks coach Shane Day, all in their never-ending quest to refuse to blame uh, Justin Herbert for anything. The offensive coordinator gets uh, you know, the axe, and the quarterbacks coach gets the axe because it's obviously their fault that the team blew a 27-point lead, right? Those same guys who schemed up the game plan that got them a 27-point lead are now not worthwhile to score but just three points in the second half. Obviously, I'm being facetious and I'm being sarcastic. You can't release Justin Herbert the way that you can a quarterback's coach. But I think that we're doing a little bit too much to babyfy that guy. Um, When you always lose, when you always lose games that you're supposed to win, uh, at some point you you share some of the blame, right? Uh, But anyway, that's not what this segment is about. We, We ranted about that yesterday. How about them Cowboys? They got a 31-14 win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They roll to the next round of the playoffs. 
surging past Tampa with ease. The game was never in question. The Cowboys led 18 to nothing at half. They led 24 to nothing at one point. Then the icer was a uh, 18-yard touchdown pass from CeeDee Lamb to Dak Prescott, which made it 31-6. to The game was never in question after that. Dak Prescott was out of this world good on Monday night. Throwing for 305 yards, 25 of 33, four touchdowns. Tony Pollard had a big day, 15 carries, 77 yards. Dalton Schultz, seven catches, 95 yards, and two scores. CeeDee Lamb, four catches, 68 yards, and a touchdown. The Cowboys roar past the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 31-14. to The only negative in this game was um, the kicking. I don't know what happened yesterday to Brett Maher. Maher's been excellent all year. He's been one of the best kickers in the NFL all year. Last night, something happened. He was one of five on extra points. Missing to the left, missing to the right, and then at the end, it was mental. He was barely even kicking the ball at all. He kicked one that was a duck. It was a line drive. His last extra point was right down the middle, and he kind of gave a little sarcastic sarcastic grin, like, oh, yeah, I banged this home. Awesome. Uh, But that's a big problem for Dallas going forward. Like, if you just can't kick field goals, if you just can't make extra points, that's a big problem, and that's a big challenge, and that's something that they're going to have to get right uh, going forward as they take on the San Francisco 49ers. Three takeaways from this game, and then I'll kind of dive into some of the matchups next weekend. The first takeaway is that it's so frustrating as a Cowboys fan, so frustrating watching Dak Prescott sometimes. Because, and I'll never understand this. I'll never understand this. And it's just part of being an athlete, and I, I get it. Some weeks he looks like one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Last night he looked incredible. Some weeks he looks like he's never played football in his life and is absolutely terrible. I'll never understand how in in athletics there's that variance where guys sometimes have it, sometimes don't. Guys could sometimes perform at a high level, sometimes can't. Sometimes you're an A+, sometimes you're a D-, sometimes you're an F. I'll never understand how that works. I'm a reporter. I'm a journalist. And yeah, I admit, some days I write a story that I feel like is really damn good and it's better than some of the others that I've written recently. But I'll never have a day where I just forget how to write in complete sentences, right? Like, it looks like sometimes Prescott, and look, the last game that he had played against the Commanders, the last game of the regular season, it looked like he'd never played quarterback before, ever. And then he does what he did last night, and he looks like he's an all-pro. Like, in my job, I'll never have a day where I go from being the best journalist ever to being the worst journalist ever in the matter of a day. I never have that variance. It's always kind of consistent, even keel. Some days better than others, maybe a little bit of a trend upward, then maybe a little bit of a trend downward. Maybe there's a bad bad day here, two, three good, two or three good days here. But it's never that much variance. And I'll never understand how in athletics some dudes are so inconsistent. Kirk Cousins is another one of those guys. One week he looks like a monster amongst men. Some weeks he looks like a tadpole amongst men. I'll never understand how there's that variance. That's the first takeaway, is that if Prescott plays the way he played last night, the rest of the playoffs, Dallas has a chance to win it all. But 
I'm not betting on him even playing well next week against San Francisco. I think he could lay a complete egg and they could get blown out in San Francisco. That's just the way that he is. That's the first take. The second take is, I don't know if Tom Brady's any good anymore. And I get it. That's blasphemy. That's sacrilege. You know, who's going to say, oh, Tom Brady's not good? What? I don't know if Tom Brady's any good anymore. He was 35 of 66 last night, which is the fact that they threw the ball 66 times. I mean, it's crazy. 5.3 yards per attempt. He doesn't move. He doesn't move. He stands still in the pocket, and if he has to move even an inch to the left or the right, the play's dead. His feet are so heavy because he's 45 years old, he can't move. And it's easy to say, oh, his offensive line sucks. That's why he's struggling. But I don't know that there's any offensive line that could block well enough to where the quarterback just never has to move at all. Go back and watch a New Orleans Saints game from Drew Brees' prime. I'm not talking about 2019-2020 Drew Brees. I'm not talking about that. That's when he was a little washed up. He really couldn't do much. Go back and watch like 2014 Drew Brees. The Drew Brees that was getting 5,000 yards passing every year. Go back and watch the way that he played offense. Was he running for first downs like Lamar Jackson? Hell no, he wasn't. But he would maneuver the pocket. He would take the snap, three-step drop. Oh, the end's coming from the outside. Let me just step up a little bit. Oh, there's a little pressure from the right side. Let me nudge myself to the left a little bit to avoid it. Subtle movements are so critical at the quarterback position because it's a game of inches. Those ends are rushing from the outside. Those tackles are rushing from the inside. You're in the pocket, which is a little bitty cocoon right in the middle of it all, and how you navigate and keep yourself safe within that cocoon is the difference between a sack, is the difference between a pass getting deflected, and is the difference between a completion 20 yards down the field. The guys who are the most fleet of foot and can navigate that pocket the best are the best quarterbacks in the league. Go watch Joe Burrow play the position. Subtle movements, just narrowly getting out of trouble. Go watch Drew Brees play the position in his prime. Subtle movements. Just a small half a step here or there getting out of the way. Those are the things that allow elite quarterbacks to be elite. And I don't think Tom Brady can move anymore at all. At all. I don't think he can move at all. And I think that while, yes, it is a fact, the Tampa offensive line's not good They only ran the ball 12 times last night. Really didn't have a whole lot of success doing it. I don't know that there's any offensive line that's good enough to protect a guy who's just a complete statue back there. So we hear the whispers. Is it going to be Tampa next year with a new regime? Because apparently he's soured on the coaching regime there. Is it going to be Miami? Maybe teaming up with Sean Payton, trying to play with Hill and Waddle and those weapons out there. Is it going to be a reunion in New England? Is it going to be Las Vegas with McDaniels? Is it going to be San Francisco? I don't think he's retiring. But wherever he goes, I don't think he's any good. And and that that's... I know that that's a difficult thing to say because it's the best player that's ever played the position. But I just don't know how much of a difference he can make anymore given the physical limitations that he has while playing the position. And the last thing, the last takeaway that I had from last night to bring it all back full circle and closer to home locally. 
last night made it apparent just how far away the Saints are from being relevant. You guys could holler and scream and cuss and, and be angry and be pissed off at me all you want. I'm telling you the truth, and you guys know I'm telling you the truth. That's why it hurts so bad. If you guys knew that I was obviously lying, it wouldn't evoke any emotion at all. The fact that this will anger some people means that you guys know that I'm telling you the truth. The Saints are not close. They're not close. Because I don't think Dallas is the best team in the NFC by any stretch of the imagination. I think they're going to lose Sunday to the 49ers. And that's my favorite team in the NFL. And I'm telling you, I think they're going to lose Sunday to the 49ers. But Tampa Bay was the best team in the NFC South. And they're nowhere near those big dogs in the NFC. So what does that say about New Orleans, who wasn't as good as Tampa? who wasn't as good as Carolina. What does that say about them that they can't even be the best amongst the bad division? It says that they're not close. You need a quarterback in New Orleans, it's going to be tough to get one. You need to hope that your defense ages gracefully because that's the thing, man. you got a lot of old dudes playing some big roles on that defense. How much longer will 30-something-year-old Demario Davis be good? How much longer will 30-something-year-old Cam Jordan be good? Need to find some weapons. Was Michael Thomas's adios amigo? Camara's getting a little older, doesn't want contact anymore. There are a lot of things that are keeping New Orleans away from that top tier, and they're very far away. That was the most apparent thing last night to me. Watching Dallas dismantle a Tampa Bay team, knowing good and well that I don't think Dallas is a real threat. So what does that say about New Orleans and Tampa and Carolina if they're getting dismantled by a team that's not a real threat? It means that they are miles away, and it means that there's some drastic change that needs to happen. New Orleans has been on the approach of the idea of, oh, we're going to just tweak here or there. Oh, we're going to kick the can down the road. We're going to trade this guy, this draft pick and get this guy. We're going to do this, this, and that. There's a long-tiered process that needs to happen to get this team back into contention there's not any one move that's going to do it they're going to have to take some time and I think the best way forward is to blow the 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 ship up let some water come in and rebuild the ship in 2024 2025 and beyond will Mickey Loomis do it that way I don't think so because I think they're afraid that they're going to lose a lot of money from the fan base if they kind of tank a year but I think it's the best way forward because last night was more apparent than ever that the idea of, oh, we're just a piece away. Oh, we're close. We're so close. We're so close. No, you're not. No, you're not. And I think the most important trait that any of us have to have in life, and this is bigger than sports, this is about life, is we have to be honest with ourselves about our deficiencies. In my own life, I procrastinate. I tend to be lazy sometimes. I wait until the last minute to do stuff, and sometimes it causes me stress. I can admit that. New Orleans has to admit. They have to look at themselves in the mirror and be honest and admit we're pretty damn far away. And we've got to give ourselves a pretty nice makeover here to get back where we need to get. So Dallas beats Tampa 31-14. They're playing the 49ers next weekend. That'll be on Sunday uh, that'll be a whole lot of fun. Um, the 49ers will be favored in that game. Also on Sunday, we get the Bengals and the Bills. The Bengals are getting screwed, man. Like I don't know any other way to say it. Like The NFL made it loud and clear 
we're going to make sure that everyone is taken care of in the wake of the DeMar Hamlin situation. We're going to do right by as many people as we possibly can. It's an imperfect situation, but we're going to do the best that we can. And then they made it known, oh, if the Chiefs play the Bills in the AFC Championship game, it's going to be a neutral site. They're going to play in Atlanta. The Chiefs are not going to get home field advantage. We'll play at a neutral site. Why isn't the Bengals and the Bills on Sunday at a neutral site? Why are the Bills getting to host that game? Because, look, the Monday night football game that got canceled was the Bengals and the Bills. If the Bengals were to have won that game, they would have been the number two seed in the AFC. They would have then been hosting Buffalo this weekend. And oh yeah, when DeMar Hamlin took that hit and his heart stopped and he needed to be revived on the field, the Bengals were winning that game. So they are the team in this entire situation that drew the shortest straw. They are the team that got the toughest luck. They're going to have to go on the road against Buffalo. I don't think that's fair. That should be a neutral site game. They lost a game on Monday night against Buffalo and are the only team in the entire NFL that really got penalized for it. I'm expecting Cincinnati to be playing hungry. I'm expecting Cincinnati to be mad because they know what happened. They've been vocal about how they feel like they got wronged in this situation. I don't know if they've got the talent up front to be able to handle Buffalo, but I think Cincinnati's going to give them hell. That game Sunday at 2 o'clock is going to be so, so much fun. The Saturday games, I think, will be a little bit of a bummer. I'm not going to lie. You got the Jaguars, who I don't think are any good, and I think they're just getting lucky. They're traveling to take on Kansas City. I think the Chiefs are going to wax them. Then you got the Giants traveling to New York, to, to uh, or the Giants traveling to Philly to take on the Eagles, rather. I think the Eagles are going to wax them. The only way the Giants can maybe make this competitive is if they're able to run the ball, control the clock, and control time of possession, but I don't see either happening. I think both number one seeds are going to win. I think they're both going to win decisively, and I think that the, the meat and potatoes of the divisional round will be those Sunday games between Dallas and the 49ers and the Bengals and the Bills. Looking at some early betting lines for those games. The 49ers are a four-point favorite against Dallas. Let's see what the Bills' betting line here is against Cincinnati. The Bills are favored by five against Cincinnati. That's that's a little bigger than what I thought that would have been. The Eagles are favored by seven and a half against the Giants. And the Chiefs are favored by eight and a half against Jacksonville. So the Saturday game's got a touchdown spread. The Sunday game's got a little bit more of a field goal spread. So it should be a lot of fun. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll talk about who knows what. I don't have anything specific on the docket. We'll just kind of dive in and figure some things out. It's play-by-play on KLEB. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Do you want a free easy-go golf cart? Golden Motors has given you a chance to win a new golf cart. All you have to do is buy a new or pre-owned vehicle and get your chance to put your name into a drawing. During the months of November through January 31st, Buy your next car, truck, or SUV and get your chance to win. See our collections of Chevy Silverados, Equinox, and Trailblazers arriving daily. Golden Motors, where price is priority. On Highway 3235 and cut off, Chevy, find new roads. you have a pest control problem, Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. 
They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit tghealthsystem.com. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. We've got about, oh, 25 minutes or so to spend left, which is actually probably closer to 21, 22 minutes to spend because we have to get off a little bit before 1 o'clock on um, each day. Tomorrow's show is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to have our mailbag. We're going to have, I was about ready to say we're going to have Turtles Tips. No, we're going to have a just an interview with Turtle. Taylor Griffin will be joining us. Uh, we're going to try to get Brody Williams on the line. I know he was awfully proud of the way that his team played yesterday. Um, so we'll keep our eyes and ears peeled for what should be a really fun show tomorrow. Um, in the most obvious and duh headline in the history of headlines today, the Cincinnati Bengals team president, Mike Brown, said, <laughs> can't believe I'm even reading this. Bengals president Mike Brown said he hopes quarterback Joe Burrow will be with the Bengals for the long haul, but he understands that it will come at a price for the reigning AFC champions. He's going to have a long career, Brown told the team's radio broadcast. We certainly want it to be here. I think his window will extend over his whole career, but there's the fact that you don't have to pay the quarterback some extraordinary amount that leaves room to pay other players more, and therefore you can keep players that are good players. 
I'm a little nervous about Joe's future with Cincinnati, and I'm not nervous about him being there. I do think he's going to be there. The Bengals have never been good for a sustained period ever. And you hear some of the reason why they've never been good for a sustained period ever in that interview. He's openly saying like, yeah, we want to kind of keep everybody. So maybe we're not going to give you the $300, $400 million deal. The Bengals have been notorious cheapskates for the entirety of their history. They have been notorious cheapskates. They have never paid anybody the money that they felt like they have deserved. And in the salary cap era, just about every top-tier player that they have had, they have lost. Corey Dillon, they lost. A.J. Green was always disgruntled with his money. We're not able to keep him. So they've always had salary cap issues and an unwillingness to pay players what they feel that they deserve. And that makes me a little bit nervous. Joe Burrow's 26 years old. He's going to have a long NFL career for at least the next decade. He's going to be at the top of the sport. And I hope that it's with the Bengals, and I hope that it's prosperous, I guess. But I'm not going to lie. There is a small piece of me in the back of my head that thinks, I don't know if the Bengals are going to do right by him because the Bengals have not done right by anybody ever. (laughs) In the NBA, the Pelicans lost yesterday. The Pelicans are... Not playing well, predictably so, without Zion Williamson. He's been out of the lineup um, with a hamstring injury, and the team has been kind of floundering. They lost 113-103 to to the Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> Next up is a date with the Miami Heat. The Pelicans are 26-18. and And it's becoming a concern. I've been saying this for weeks now, but no one really listened. Now I think it's becoming a concern to everybody and other people are following behind and following the lead. Brandon Ingram just doesn't play. Like, that's becoming an issue. The last time that Brandon Ingram played was November 25th. He's now missed close to two months with a toe injury. Is there anything there that we're missing? Like, is this going to be a Michael Thomas situation where we're going to just randomly learn in a week or two always out for the year? I hope not, and there's no indication that that's the case, right? But this was supposed to be like a one- or two-week thing. It's now a two-month thing. Got to get him back in the lineup, bro. We, we They need Brandon Ingram out there. Herb Jones has been kind of hit or miss. Didn't play yesterday against the Cleveland Cavaliers. And he's been spotty in and out of the lineup really all season. Got to get him consistently in there. And then, of course, there's my concerns about Zion. You guys, again, are going to be upset with me. You're going to throw tomatoes at the radio. You're going to say, just because you're a hater, you don't like New Orleans sports, blah, 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 everything that I hear you guys say. At some point, it's got to become worrisome. That this is now Zion's fourth year in the league. And he's never been injury-free. Ever. In 2019-2020, he played 24 games. 2020-2021, he played 61 games. Last year, didn't play at all. This year, he's having another extended stretch where he's not playing games. 
at Duke, guess what? His one year, he missed time injured. So we're now looking at a guy who has played high-level basketball now for five seasons and has never, not one time in his entire career, had a season where he was injury-free. Never. Not once. But I'm supposed to believe because somebody with a blue check mark on Twitter that quote-unquote covers the team is telling me that there's no issue here, that everything's okay, we have nothing to worry about. I'm supposed to believe that? I believe what I see. And I see a dude that has a laundry list of ailments constantly. And I think, and maybe I'm wrong in thinking this, and if I'm wrong and, and he ends up playing for 15 years at a high level, I'll own it and I'll say that I'm wrong. I think that his body frame is not going to allow him to ever be healthy over the long haul. He's built like a defensive end. He's 6'6", 280. But he cuts like a guard who's 6'1", 170. There's a lot of muscles and torque and joints and bones and things moving in all sorts of different directions. Don't know that the body's meant to hold up handling that type of torque, that type of pressure, that type of power. We see defensive linemen play in the NFL for a long time, but they're not cutting. They're not moving side to side. They're not dribbling a basketball, jumping up in the air constantly, trying to block shots, trying to get re- They're not doing those same body motions that Zion does. There's already some issues with the feet. Now the hamstrings are wound up a little too tight, and he's out. I just see a body that I'm afraid is made of glass. And I don't know how much longer that glass will be able to be intact. I hope I'm wrong, but this was my biggest concern about giving him that huge multi-year contract extension. This was my concern about not picking John Morant number one overall in the draft. Guards last, big players don't. Guards last and big players don't. And oh yeah, John Moran just might be more productive than Zion anyway. He's leading a 30 and 13 team. Is playing just about every night. Is averaging 27 points and 8 assists per game with 6 rebounds. Shooting 47% from the field. So that's just a concern. And look, I... I always hesitate to to say things like this because you guys think that I'm railing on the Pelicans. I'm not. I think they're in a great spot. I think they're getting better. My biggest fear and my biggest concern for this team is that as they climb up the mountain, they get stuck in that rut of second round and out over and over and over and over again, and they can never fully get over the top. As I look at a roster right now that I don't think is good enough, I look at a roster that doesn't have a lot of salary cap space to get better. I look at C.J. McCollum, who's getting a little older. Zion was kind of fragile. Ingram was kind of fragile. What do they do to get themselves over the top? And those decisions and how they navigate through those decisions are going to go a long way in determining how the next three or four years go for that team. Let's catch a break. When we get back out of the break, we'll continue to yak it up, and then we'll also get you some betting picks. One segment to go. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this.
No more mold. No more damage. No more outdated old bathroom. No more slipping and hurting. No more stress. Make your ordinary bathroom extraordinary for only $99 per month. New shower, new door, new tub, new wall, new anti-slip technology. Be stress-free. Call 800-770-5322. BCI Bath & Shower is made in America for the highest quality. Ask about our military and senior discounts. Your dream bathroom in as little as one day. First 50 callers save $1,500 on a never-clear glass-treated door. Call now for free premium color upgrades. 800-770-5322. Call BCI Bath & Shower, the leader in bathroom remodeling. Be smart, safe, and stay a step ahead of inflation with our interest-free financing options. Call 800-770-5322. Love your bathroom with free upgrades. Call 800-770-5322. That's 800-770-5322. It's the start of something new sales event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with the Rams. Long-lasting new pickups are their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Ontario, Douay, Ontario. More than just an insurance company, they're marine insurance specialists. Whether it's fishing boats, cabin cruisers, sailboats, or marine industry, you can trust Terrio Douay, Ontario to get you the coverage you need at a price you deserve for your home, your auto, life, fire, and health. They've been taking care of people since 1957. Call Terrio Douay, Ontario at 475-5126. Just ask for Lynn Pierce or David O. along Bayou Lafouche in Golden Meadow. Hi, I'm Nichols head football coach Tim Rebo. Winning a football game starts with a great game plan, and so does fighting pests. Terminex will protect your home and business from termites, roaches, mice, and even mosquitoes. Call the local team, Dan and Billy Foster at Terminex of Homa. They will draw up a winning game plan to tackle your pests. Terminex is a proud supporter of Nichols Athletics. Go, Go Colonels! You may think every weather app is the same, until you see WeatherBug over-deliver on so many layers. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug warns you the moment lightning strikes near you, prepares you for your commute with road conditions, routes, and even cameras. With everything from pollen and air quality to severe storm risks, radar, and satellite coverage, WeatherBug prepares you for the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app, trusted by over 10 million users, today for free. You know, hearing that Terminex commercial with Coach Tim Rebo during our last commercial break reminded me, and it's something that I could talk about um, a lot in this segment of the show. Nichols got a huge football commitment a couple days ago, man. <laughs> um, Matthew Malasson is going off to Nichols. Um, that kid could play. That kid could really play, and that's a Big, big get for Tim Rebo and his staff. There's some kids that roll through the area that when you watch them play, you realize, like, that dude could go. And you don't understand why they don't get more attention 
collegiately, why they don't get larger scholarship offers, why they're not getting more looks. Amik Robertson was one of those guys. I watched him play at Thibodeau High, and I thought to myself, like, my God, this is one of the best players I've ever seen. And at the end, it did start to accelerate for Amik. LSU offered him very late, but he stayed loyal to Louisiana Tech, went to Louisiana Tech, and dominated from the first day that he was there. Devontavian Martin was another one of those. Now, Tay is a little bit of a different situation because he was a guy that didn't really play much football early in his career, so he was kind of a late-blossom guy, but he's in the NFL now. Matthew Malasson, to me, is a dude who's just a, like he's just a football player, man. And like the concerns that you usually have about kids who are quote unquote getting slept on are one of three things. Is it a grade issue? Well, that's not the situation with Matthew. He's he's a great student. Is it a size issue? Um, no, that's really not the issue for Matthew either. He's like six foot solid. He's about 180. That's a pretty good college building. That's before he even gets into that weight program at Nichols where I'm sure they'll add some beef and I'm sure they'll add some size to him. Well, is it a character issue? Does you know, he have a bad attitude? Is he not coachable? No, he is not uncoachable. He's actually very coachable. He's got a lot of character. Very high character kid. So I just chalked this one up to just a whiff. You're Lafayette, you're Louisiana Tech, you're Monroe, Southern Miss, UT San Antonio. You just whiffed. Like just missed one. Just just let a guy fall through the cracks. And now Nichols gets a guy who has all of the above traits. He's local. From Thibodeau, <clears throat> runs a 4-4-40, has elite ball skills, so he could be a great defensive back or he could be a great return man. And he just kind of fell in your lap. So, great job by Coach Rebo and his staff securing that. And I'm happy for Matthew. I hope this works out. I hope this works out big, and I hope he shows... And I think he will. Other schools around the country that, like while you guys were maybe enamored with some players who had more, a little more flash or a little more, you know, pizzazz, you missed out on just a really solid football player and a really good dude who's going to come into your locker room and do things the right way, work hard, and really help your team. I think Malonson has an opportunity to be a day one contributor in special teams at the very least. And I think over the long haul, he's going to help Nichols in a big way. That was a big, big commitment for them. Another thing that I want to shout out, and I want to thank my buddy David Miller for sending me this. I'll get you the information. I want to remind you guys that the Nichols first pitch banquet is coming up. In a handful of days, um, the first pitch banquet, guest speaker, Ben McDonald. Contact Nichols State University to get your tickets today. Ben McDonald's coming out to Thibodeau and speaking on January the 20th. 
That is presented by the Meyer Financial Group and Thibodeau Regional Health System. You go to nichols.edu, you could purchase tickets to that. Thanks to David for the uh, little flyer, and we're happy to help you guys promote that event. Now let's get to our betting picks, and then we'll get out of here. We've had a wonderful show. We want to thank Coach Darity and Jenkins for the time. We also want to thank Chris Dugoff for the time. I'm so happy for Chris, man. I know I keep saying it, and it sounds like a broken record. I'm so happy for him. He's going to do an excellent job. He did a great job at Thibodeau. The things that I would hear and read and see on social media from some of the Thibodeau fans who would, oh, bro, they need to get a new coach. They didn't have a clue. They had a good coach. And they, they those fans need to understand and realize, bro, you're in, a, you're in a really tough district. And some of the challenges that you face were maybe because you were facing teams that are just better than you. But anyway, betting picks-wise, today I like over 223 for the 76ers and the Clippers. I've told you this many times, and we've made a lot of money betting over on 76er games. When the total is around 220-ish, I'm always taking the over because the 76ers don't guard. They're facing the Clippers who do guard, but I think the 76ers are going to play their pace, play their style, and I think that they're going to run efficient offense, not guard at the other end, and we're looking at a game that will be 115-111, to 111, something like that, and it'll go over. In the NBA tonight, I also like the Brooklyn Nets minus five over the San Antonio Spurs. The Spurs are terrible, absolutely terrible. Coach Popovich is coaching a team that doesn't deserve his services, and I'll leave it at that. Um, I think that that's going to be one where uh, the Nets will be able to prevail and get a win. I like under 145.5 for Houston and Tulane tonight. We bet over on Houston games a lot. When the line's 126, 128, you know, we often say, yeah, Houston does guard a lot, but they score a ton when they're facing an inferior opponent. <clears throat> I think on the road tonight against Tulane, Houston's going to clamp down, and I think that it's going to be a lower-scoring game, like 72-65 to 65 type of thing. I think it'll go under. I like Kansas minus one over Kansas State. I think the Jayhawks will get a win. I like over 144.5 for North Carolina and Boston College. And then one more that I'll leave you with is I like um, let's see. I had it here circled a minute ago. Uh, here, I like Texas Tech minus two over Baylor. Thanks to everybody for listening. Hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the day. We're going to Golden Meadow Middle School a little bit later today. Watch the Lions take on Vanderbilt Catholic tomorrow. We've got LCO taking on Oaklawn. Have a great rest of the day, everybody. God bless you all. We'll be back at the same time tomorrow. You're listening to KLEB. 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.